Hey, potential podcast listeners. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com potential. That's betterhelp.com slash potential. Once again, that's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential. Hey, potential podcast listeners, let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician, and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. And Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit or prefer the convenience and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com potential and get 25% off your test using code POTENTIAL25. Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com potential using the promo code POTENTIAL25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being and let's get checked. Talking all things entertainment, pop culture, and nerdum. This is the Potential Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Potential Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my sensei, uh, or my Padawan, I don't know. He's one of the two. Uh, the fighting master himself, master of, uh, let's see, soup, as he was today. Uh, soup style is his, uh, his, his choice of uh, fight, uh, Taylor Sokol. Uh, how you doing, Taylor? How's it going? I'm great. I like how I'm like your master and your learner at the same time. But I guess it, it's quite fitting because we both are learning. You are both the grasshopper and... 
the cockroach. I don't know what the mask would be, but <laughs> depends uh, who you ask. I'm doing asked. good, man. Uh, by the way, I I know it's been a while, but you had a really good haircut the other day. I did not comment, so I don't know who did it, but uh... he asked me. Just so you know, folks, he asked me. We were recording something last night coming up. Uh, and he goes, did you get a haircut? And I was like, two weeks ago. Yeah. And you're uh, like, I'm wearing now, a hat. <laughs> to be fair, for... I usually wear hats when we record just because mm-hmm. it helps. But um, thank you, though. It's always nice when you get a haircut and you get that fresh, clean, you know, clean up. Oh, uh, it, it can change your life. It, so, it really can. But, but uh, uh, I'm doing good right now uh, as we're recording this. I'm uh, currently still in my travels. I'm in Chicago uh, for the first time, which has been really yeah, exciting. Chicago. To... Chicago. Um <laughs> But uh, it's, you know, really, really exciting uh, to be here where the weather's halfway decent. And um, I've also been really been, as you know, been focusing on my health and my weight last year. Mm-hmm. I started this journey back in February and I've um, about a little over 20 pounds I've lost so far and still still counting. So but I feel good, look good, ready for, you know, the summer weather and uh, excited because I'll be seeing you in a couple of weeks. That's right. Uh, very excited that Taylor's coming out to visit me in California have a little Californication as we call it. Um, but yeah, it's great that you're, you're starting your training now because uh, we got some tournaments coming up that you will be fighting in and uh, you need to be at your best. So <laughs> I will be called upon by this. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll call it so-called combat. Um, but uh, no, yeah, it's exciting things all around and, you know, May's around the corner here and uh, which means that we're getting closer to summer. Uh, so definitely a lot of things to look forward to. And um you know, speaking of getting in, getting better in shape and getting more in training and uh, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, really be at your best, goes right into our topic today, Taylor. You know, we just over the weekend got to see Mortal Kombat, yeah, the new iteration of Mortal Kombat. Things mm-hmm. we've been waiting for for a long time, especially now with CGI at at its best. Um, you know, I know at this point you have not actually seen the original two, which you know, although they, they do a pretty good job of uh, maintaining a lot of the characters from the game franchise, they were heavily flawed because of the effects they had at the time. Yeah. Uh, and so, of course, getting to see a fully realized Mortal Kombat with CGI, it just it shows you the evolution of, of not only uh, the, that film genre, but we wanted to talk about martial arts and film and media. Um, this is something we've had our entire life. Uh, it's gone through so many different iterations, evolutions, and still to this day, we are seeing yeah. plenty of films that include different forms of martial arts in them. So, well, and it's funny because I mean, martial arts have been around for a long time, but you know, oh, their yeah. start in film has uh, been, um, I think, just become more on the rise um, and continuing to grow. It's amazing. So, we wanted to first start off this episode with thinking of Mortal Kombat itself is a very popular game franchise. So I wanted to first go into just video games, period. Of course, there's a lot of games where the the main purpose is you're fighting or you're, you know, you have to defeat bad guys or what what say you, but you know, the fighting genre of one-on-one has been a huge success with many different type of franchises, Mortal Kombat probably being the most popular and the most successful of them. But what are some of your earlier memories as a kid playing any of these kind of fighting games? Well, I think Mortal Kombat was one of the first like fighting games where it was, you know, the side scroller kind of, you know, one-on-one. And I think I go back to 
the Super Nintendo when when I had the first Mortal Kombat there, and then a more fully realized version in N sixty four, which was which was pretty awesome. And but I do remember like growing up, um, playing a lot of arcade style games, and there was a lot of games like they did the uh, and a lot of during the nineties there was a lot of these arcades that were based on like cartoons or movies. So they had like the Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. uh, arcade game. We could four turtles at once, which is pretty awesome. So I do remember like going to um, you know a Chuck E Cheese or. Um, any kind of fun arcade style game, which it's a shame because arcades are kind of, you know, going, it's like a, a bit of a rarity where you have the occasional like barcade, which in um, LA, there's a couple of those, which is really great. But the arcades, I think is such a steeple of the eighties and nineties that that was just such a fun thing to do like those games. But you know, home consoles, Mortal Kombat was my first experience. And then it would have to be going into games like uh, street fighter. That that's what I kind of really, you know, got my start as those games. Those were kind of the ones I, I gravitated towards more until uh, then Super Smash Brothers in 64. So oh, that was like, for sure. oh, yeah. So what about you? What was kind of the kind of kicker that you still like have fond memories of thinking about? Definitely Street Fighter 2, I think, is the first <laughs> yes. kind of fight game that I had. I want to say probably had in Sega Genesis or I can't remember what you know system exactly. But um, and that's the one I definitely have played probably the most in terms of arcades. Um and yeah, going into, you know, I love when they would have um, like Street Fighter versus Capcom or something. So they'd have, or versus Marvel, you oh, know, the, so you'd have like a big crossover. So you'd, you, you could play like, you know, okay, I'm going to play as Ryu and like, what are you playing as Spider-Man? And it was like, you know, okay, this is awesome. And, you know, there's something about those games that, yes, although in the console version was fun to play at home, but there was a lot of fun of going to an arcade and playing with your friends. And it was like real skill because you had to just, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, especially because you know, there'd be like, usually you'd have six buttons and then you'd have like a joystick and like there'd be the top or the bottom. So like, you know, if you're doing more medium to up range or, you know, low and you really had to like think of your combos and so different from, you know, consoles where you only have so many buttons you kind of used to doing those combos and something about, you know, you go with friends and be like, all right, so winner of this, I'm playing that winner, loser that, I'm, you know. And it was intense, like, well, like you were standing, intense. you were sweating. That was, the, oh, yeah. there would never be a game system that you would sweat until the Wii, where you actually had to move again. But yeah, exactly. like, I just remember like, oh, I'm gonna get, like, you're like knocking the guy next to you out of the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it really, you felt really, you know, something I think was always cool about uh, Street Fighter, uh, Mortal Kombat, Tekken. A lot of those games have such really cool character designs and there's like a lore to them and so you really got into you know just like with anything you would have your favorite characters you want to play as and sometimes you don't want to switch it up and try other things but you'd be like no i always play a scorpion or like you know whatever the case may be and it was something you know a little cheesy too about the graphics at the time you know it, it's not like today where we 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 see like fully visualize blood and gore especially with mortal Kombat. you know as the yeah. movies have, uh, as well as the games have progressed they get so uh detailed with how violent they are and that's a lot of the fun of, of those games is how ridiculous those fatalities can be and some of the moves are just so you know you're watching slow-mo of people breaking bones and stuff and it's just yeah, it's, it's hilarious because like Sub- sub-zero you know freezes a guy rips his head off and then throws his head at his corpse and yeah. shatters in pieces <laughs> it's like torture torture porn I guess yeah. in a way for people, but something about that classic, you know, late eighties, nineties style was like the side scroller, uh, more 2d realized just something about that. And then eventually 
yes, Super Smash Brothers. Now, Super Smash Brothers, not all the characters I would say would go into what you consider martial arts, but there is a lot of the fighting style that does have similarities, and it's just a fun mashup. And it's it's one of those games where you can play that uh, at any age, and it's not it's not violent, you know. It's, it's very cartoony. It, yeah. It's very cartoony, and mm-hmm. with all the items, it's very you know, it's it's and it is skill. Like there is definitely those you know those people who button mash can get away with a lot of these games yeah and I hate those, those people. who those people really know how to play uh such as i think you and i are pretty skilled uh smash players you know there's something fun about kind of thinking that even if you're not going to be someone in real life who's going to train to do one of these you you kind of you know grow your skill through these games like as, as anytime when you're a gamer you know you kind of grow your skill over time and you know those games are really fun and then i remember playing soul caliber and Soul Calibur was an interesting because it was like a mix of it was different martial arts styles, but also it was a lot of weapons. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was all about like the melee of the sword fighting and um, talk about crossovers as the games went on. They would have like characters like I remember later on, like the 360 and stuff, they would have Yoda and um, all these other characters from like games. And yeah, the first one, the first one I had was uh, I think it was Soul Calibur 2 on the GameCube. And the extra character was Link from The Legend of Zelda. Oh, nice. Wasn't that? And it was, and yeah, it was like, um, I think that version, if you got the Xbox version, it was Spawn. And then if you got the PlayStation version, it was the main guy from Tekken. So it was like, and yeah, there was eventually Yoda in, I think, three, and you could get Darth Vader in a different uh, game. Uh, and then speaking of uh, other good crossovers, just going back to it real quick, Mortal Kombat did later. I think it was more for the PlayStation system. It might have been for Xbox, but they did DC versus Mortal Kombat, where you could actually oh. have, where you could have Batman face off against Scorpion or you know Joker. And it was a this was before Injustice. Oh, okay, so this was kind of the precursor to what Injustice would go. Those Injustice games would get into where it did have like this whole like the DC world merged with Mortal Kombat, which was like kind of like pretty epic. Well, speaking of Injustice, I love that game series. Oh, that, yes. you know, made some story s- and plot. Wow. Same creators that did the Mortal Kombat series and it shows. But it's, yeah, it's a great Injustice plot, which we kind of got some inklings in uh, the Snyder Cut of what maybe could come in the future. But taking the the love of the fighting system and the graphics for Mortal Kombat, but then make it for DC characters. So... Uh, you know, heroes and villains alike, getting to play as your favorite DC characters and like really awesome move sets on all the DC, you know, stages. Uh, and that game is just it's a lot of fun. I feel like that's something that actually Marvel has been missing out on in this day and age of having some kind of game like that for Marvel characters. Um, there's been a few attempts, but more well, of these more, like more of the Capcom. I know that they did. Yeah, was the most recent one. It was, I believe, um, Capcom versus Marvel three. I think was the most recent one, and, but it was it was still a little more cartoony. Where the injustice in that crossover game were much more grittier in the style of Mortal Kombat. I think Marvel be well served to have a, like a real like like gritty fighting game especially with characters like venom and carnage where i mean it lends to there's a lot of great you know possibilities to have like a really mature uh marvel video game true 
Now, another set of game series that I think has incorporated martial arts pretty well. And this, you know, again, we, we're going to talk about superheroes later because that's been a huge genre that's included a lot of fighting styles is look at the Batman Arkham games. I mean, Batman himself, uh, the way he fights, you know, they kind of really did a good job of incorporating a lot of the stuff that you think he he learned, especially you look at Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. We kind of get a sense of how he trained. Uh, and I feel like they incorporated a lot of that into the games as well as with Spider-Man. I mean, the Spider-Man game, you know, is a lot of the moves of what Spider-Man can do. But in terms of like the movement and the fighting style, a well, lot the of that blocking and this very, the very fluid motion. I think that you're right. That lends itself to like what martial arts are in the game. There's a lot of it's very, it's rhythmic. It's, it's using your body and, and, but yeah, Batman, the Arkham games have done that so very well. There's been such attention to detail of the fighting style that I think that's what's made part in part what's made the game so successful, not only having great storyline, but the combat itself. Now, of course, when we think of martial arts, there's so many different styles. There's so many different things. And some of it is, you know, yeah, you can't, hand-based. We, yeah, we can't, can't peg it all into one thing. There's, oh, gosh, just, no, you we're can't. Kind of, we're over, we're, there's so many things. Yeah. And, and we're, we're going to say that for the record that, you know, we're not leaning toward one or the other. But we we're not experts to, here. We're just no. talking about, you know, what we can. But thinking of, you know, we think of, martial arts based with actual weapons i'm thinking of you know look at the the legacy of the samurai which shows up a lot of times in pop media mm-hmm. both movies tv shows but video games two that come to mind that we both have played both have enjoyed different style games but still kind of maintain the the legacy of what the samurai can do first there's sekiro shadows died twice which is a huge game that includes a lot of even though there's fan fantasy elements throughout the game uh the idea of the weapons you use uh you know vary that samurai style and uh learning to block and to parry and all that stuff and i think it really really showcased a really beautiful side to the samurai even though again it is kind of this fantasy revenge story mm-hmm. and then of course a game that we both absolutely loved uh ghost of tsushima just a fantastic game that really was like the true epitome of this is the samurai. This is the beauty of Japan. And the fighting in that was so like, you really had to time out your moves and your parries. And it really, you know, even though there is a slight fantasy element to Ghost of Tsushima, it really was much more like realistic in terms of like yeah, the fighting very brutal, style. Very well, well done. I think that was a game that I'd never seen a game like that before. And that was the game I've been waiting for it to really embody the way of the samurai for sure yeah so um and then there's been some games that i haven't really played a lot of them but there have been games like i'm thinking things like ninja gaiden and like there's been there's been ones like you know ninja based i haven't played too many Mm. of those um but you know there has been a fair amount of just video game love for different martial arts forms i mean you can even look as far as uh, a lot of the Star Wars games, you know, looking at when you're playing as a Jedi, a lot of those, you know, the Jedi was, of course, based off the samurai. Uh, that's what Lucas has been said many times before. And that was kind of his basis for that. And the fact that the the lightsaber is kind of based off of the katana kind of in a way. Mm-hmm. So um, you look at those games, you know, there's a love there. And there's also uh, the skill, especially as it got further into games like uh, Force Unleashed uh, had a lot of that. And then, of course, uh, our most recent Fallen Order, which was such a fun game. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's nice to see a little bit more. And then there's a couple of the more generic ones where, um, you know, we, we've talked recently and we'll discuss this later, uh, talking about um, Cobra Kai and there's other um, movies that are properties that they've been basing games on. But I would like to see more and more uh, martial arts titles rep- represented in video games. I think there's, there's, there's going to be, I think there's a chance to do a lot more. Like I would love to see you know, maybe more sumo wrestling or something like that, you know, I mean, like that, who never, never seen like a sumo game, but, and you think about this is very interesting. A lot of these um, games that are developed though, are developed by like countries like Japan, where mm-hmm. martial arts is a big part of their culture. So I think that's, it's interesting to see where they have that. And here's another series talking about that. Uh, look at um, the Metal Gear Solid series. There's a lot of that hand-to-hand combat where there is uh, and then there's um, some sword-based fighting where it's a lot, you can see uh, representation of um, Japanese culture and, and some of that martial arts as well. So that that is pretty kind of cool as well because they are very, these tactical espionage games, but uh, the combat is a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of fun there. I've always wondered, I, I mean, there might already have been a game or two that's been developed, but you remember like playing like Wii Boxing? Uh-huh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Now, boxing is its own thing. It's not really what I consider a martial arts in a way. But thinking of that style, where like you know, you kind of had to control. You know, I'm surprised there hasn't. Um, there maybe have been. I just I don't know about it. Especially with you know the increasement in VR games we have. Mm-hmm. I could see a game where like you have to really study and like you're fighting as you're, you know. If you're practicing, like if you're doing like maybe simple karate, and you know you're learning, um, I don't breaking boards and stuff, and like you mm-hmm. know. Or um, and some of that stuff like in Tai Chi and there's where there's a lot of just balance and I think with the Wii they did develop really good those balance boards but there might have been games there but again maybe they're not that popular that's why we haven't heard of them but um, I would like to see more you're right with as technology's changed and we're having more an active game approach like the old arcade games I would like to see a renaissance of maybe more uh, martial arts based games where you actually kind of like you're in your own uh, virtual dojo. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, I think, more room for that uh, as much as these games continue to have uh, further, you know, additions. I mean, like we know we just had like with Mortal Kombat, I'm sure there's going to be Mortal Kombat 12 on its way. 23 uh, one day. We'll have grandkids. Yeah. There'll be Mar- um, Mortal Kombat 50. I mean, they're all they all just keep going. I mean, I yeah. think Tekken was up to six or seven last. And then, uh, you know, I think Soul Calibur, the last one was six. And then. uh uh, yeah, they keep, you know, Street Fighter. It's like they keep going because they just, they, they can, it's just like with any game franchise where you really get attached to the characters and the style of play. And the only if thing they can broke, do is don't fix it, you know, they can keep just increasing it. And, you know, look at the, the recent Mortal Kombat games. Uh, the fun element has also been the, the various movie characters that they've added, such as, you know, you could play as the alien from Aliens. You could play as Arnold as the Terminator. Uh, you can play as Rambo, you know, it's like Robocop. Yeah, it's nuts. So when they add these kind of fun characters, you're like, well, it's like I'm getting extra bonus, you know, characters to play as and try out their movesets. So honestly, there's so many video games. I'm sure there's other ones we didn't even touch on. But if if video games are only just, you know, a small part of where martial arts are, definitely the biggest is movies and uh, TV shows, but really movies. Uh, People love watching fighting in movies, mm-hmm. uh, especially seeing how things have really increased and in how things can be filmed these days and choreography. Uh, it's just always a good time. So we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about martial arts. 
Ever want to learn what it takes to be the ultimate master of martial arts? Now you can from the comfort of your home. From the creators of Mortal Kombat comes a revolutionary game you don't want to miss. Get ready for Martial Arts Master. What? This game not only puts your skills to the test, but puts you in the butt-kicking shoes of world-famous martial artists. With PlayStation's revolutionary VR, you literally become the ultimate fighting machine. Learn from the masters themselves, like Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and more. Become an apprentice and learn the ways of various styles to defend against enemy attackers. And if you pre-order now, you'll get exclusive bonus packs like the Drunken Master and the Miyagi Wax On Wax Off Training. It's the game that everyone will be talking about. Out Fall 2022. Pre-order your copy now. And get ready to be the next martial arts master. And we're back. So, Taylor, as we get more into talking about films and TV shows, you know, looking at, you know, if you think about who are the most famous martial artists of all time when it comes to films and television, of course, we have to start off with the one and only legendary icon, Bruce Lee. Yeah. Who definitely, uh, I would say, is one of the the first real big, uh, you know, stars that uh, really defined what a martial arts actor could do. Uh, and he's someone that I think a lot of people have kept their work to kind of, you know, live up to his legacy. Well, uh, yeah. well fun fact about him, and he was the, um, now if I say this wrong, I apologize, uh, the founder of Jeet Kune Do, what was a hybrid martial arts philosophy, and it draw from different combat disciplines. And kind of, he paved the way for what modern martial arts is today. And the fact that, you know, he was kind of like, you know, bridging the, the entertainment and martial art culture of East and Western culture. And it was, and I think without him, you know, we wouldn't, we'd be talking about all these games and all these things that it's, I didn't ever knew that, that he kind of created his own kind of style. Yeah. And you could tell that he was someone that really was passionate about his craft. And, you know, you look at today, there is a lot of actors that, can do an action movie but they don't do the stunts and this is kind of that time era where you know nowadays there's a lot more safety involved but in that era it was really like you had to go for it there's not going to be a stunt guy there and he kind of set yeah the the kind of a uh, standard for a lot of these films and you know it's sad to say that he he unfortunately passed at a young age he was only 32 mm-hmm. um but the legacy he left and the films he made i mean I haven't seen actually a lot of his films, but I have uh, the one that I you know have seen plenty of times and probably still one of his most famous roles is Enter the Dragon, mm-hmm. uh, which is just such a fun, you know, and this is you think maybe that movie was maybe some of the uh, some of the inspiration for Mortal Kombat, you know, think of like yeah. these, these films where it's like this big tournament of, you know, well, characters even, the, fighting. even the symbol is a, as a dragon, mm-hmm. you know, the Mortal Kombat. Emblem. Yeah. So I'm sure that was a big inspiration for that. But to think of his, uh, you know, legacy in terms of who he would inspire and to think of, you know, to this day, we still, you know, you see, you'll see Bruce Lee pop up in 
you know, a commercial or an ad or, you know, some kind of documentary or something. I mean, like he, he, he may have passed at a young age, but he's still well-remembered and you can't think of martial arts without thinking of Bruce Lee really starting it off. And by the way, something that is just so uh, incredible among all the things he's ever done. If you've never watched a video of him playing ping pong with nunchucks, go look up Bruce Lee playing ping pong with nunchucks. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but you know, you look at that era of that time, kind of going from the, the sixties into the seventies and, you know, into the eighties, we start to get to people like Chuck Norris and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, you know, these two guys that I say, I think I kind of blurred that up. I think you said Jean-Claude Van Damme. (laughs) Van Damme. Well, dessert. He's got too many, he's got too many names. Uh, He's got too many, you know titles there but you think of this era where we really really were getting a lot of these kind of b c level uh you know fighting movies uh but there is a star who really defined our childhood in terms of what an action star was and that of course is the one and only jackie chan jackie chan and yeah really you know a huge part of our childhood um i think uh what was the first uh movie you remember seeing jackie shannon it probably was rush hour yeah oh yeah i'm imagining um and think something i think really worked for jackie chan especially in the 90s to 2000s was Mm -hmm. he was already doing plenty of fighting movies in his career well i mean his, his career spanned from you know early 60s till till the late 80s is was was all you know kind of kind of action was a lot of it. And I think towards the eighties, yeah. where's where he was transitioning to more of these comedic kind of action. Yeah. Roles. I was going to say that something that I think Jackie Chan has done that very few other martial art actors have is he really found that good balance between still having such incredible choreography and stunts and a lot of humor. Now, part of that humor of course comes from as, as it typically does, it's a little stereotypical, but, the fact that he doesn't speak 100% fluid English. Yeah. Um, and then him being partnered up with these great other comedic actors. Of course, with Rush Hour, you have Chris Tucker. Their their partnership just worked so well. Having this really loud mouth talker who can't shut up. And then, you know, Jackie being more of the quiet, does speak English, but doesn't well, he really... He talks, talks with his fists, you know. You know, and the, the way that they blended comedy and action those movies and then another set of uh, films that i actually really enjoyed i believe a third one's finally in the works um is the shanghai noon series absolutely with him, with him and owen wilson. owen wilson which is another one where it's kind of fun to watch him you look at the you know obviously rush hour is more set in modern day times but seeing like jackie chan kind of do like a western style um like you know fighting movie is like such a fun like juxtaposition it's kind of a fun balance where you know he's kind of a a fish out of water situation uh but then he's doing like this kind of fun like it's a it's still a western there's still like a shoot 'em up but him incorporating fighting into those he makes for some great scenes i mean like some choreography it's incredible uh, well, to watch. And some, yeah and then going into shanghai nights the sequel what i mm-hmm. i um and here's the fun funny fact about it that the movies you the series we're talking about I didn't see the first one first. I saw Rush Hour 2 first. 
And then I went oh. back and watched the first one. Same with Shanghai Noon. I never saw the first one until I after I saw the you second saw one. saw Nights first. Wow. Yeah, but it, but then when you watch them, it's like you don't really need too much backstory. It's it's not like you need No, I mean, honestly, Rush Hour 2 is the best of the three. I agree. And Shanghai Noon is better than Shanghai Nights. But they're both, you know, such fun movies. And I love that one, too, because just them in England. <laughs> Owen Wilson is so funny in those movies because he really is more like the lover, not the fighter. And you think he's a fighter. But then, of course, uh, the the great joke of uh, your name's going to be John Wayne. And he's like, that's a terrible name for a cowboy. (laughs) It's like I love a lot of the pop culture references they put in those movies that, of course, would reference, you know, future events. I thought that was really, really funny. Um, But he's done so many great films. And to think even like of the honor of, you know, we talked about, and we'll get into this next, uh, you know, thinking of Karate Kid and thinking, you know, when it came to them remaking that movie, you know, for more of a modern audience, uh, you know, Jackie Chan was cast to play, uh, you know, like the sensei character. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it just it just makes sense looking at who has been really that kind of star for so long. I mean, you know, no one's ever going to outdo Pat Morita. I mean, he's he's an icon. Yeah, but. You know, for our more modern audience who doesn't really know a lot of the older stuff, Jackie Chan has been a staple for so long, and he still has been doing a good amount of fighting movies. I mean, well, of course, even, even going into animation, you know, going into the Kung Fu Panda films, and so he's his reach of martial arts has just has expanded. Um, but um, well, it, if you if I will say, if you've never seen Jackie Chan. In his earlier films, The Drunken Master. Oh yeah, oh. you really should. It it's is. A a, it is a treat. It's not only great, you know, choreography and fighting, but it's hilarious because the whole thing is that his style is he's the best fighter when he's had booze, <laughs> and it's like, and it's Drunken such a master. funny, like he he kind of comes up with this you know new style when he's had um, booze, and it's like it's just a funny like. He's just always been funny and like he's been in so many movies and we're hearing rumors that there's a Rush Hour 4 on the way and maybe a Shanghai, uh, I guess it would be Shanghai Dawn or Dusk or whatever it might yeah, be at this day. point. Yeah, um, Shanghai day. So, you know, I, I hope we get to see more Jackie Chan because he's just been he's been killing. I mean, he's older now. So, of course, him to take on the the responsibility of stunts and stuff is uh is a little more difficult for him. He's, but he's been through his fair share of injuries and uh, he keeps going because that's what he does. He's from that class of actors and stuntmen that didn't have safety nets. You know, uh, there's a famous, no, uh, to do it. I, I can't remember what movie it is, but there's a famous one where he, he falls from like a six story, you know, roof. And that's just like, that was his job. So he did it. Uh, just what an icon. Amazing. Absolutely. And I mean, over 150 films, he's like the Christopher Walken of the martial arts community. He is. Yeah. <laughs> now, after him, you know, what would be inspired another uh, actor who's really made a name for himself and um, not so much on the humorous side, but uh, he kind of was the new version of Bruce Lee, especially for the, the 90s and the early 2000s. And he's still been doing a lot of fighting moves himself is Jet Li. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Jelly, he can kick butt, man. Oh yeah, um, a very impressive fighter, and he's done a lot of you know these martial art movies where, uh, you know, some of the titles have been very similar to some of Bruce Lee's uh, movies. I mean, I think Kiss of the Dragon, especially, is one. But he's he kind of you know, Jackie Chan and him kind of for a while were kind of like 
neck and neck in terms of like doing similar movies. And, and then of course it was great to see them finally get to actually work together on a few movies, which is like, you know, we're starting to get these mashups of like big name stars in the same movie. It's always like very impressive, but oh, yeah. Jet Li has really, he's done quite a lot himself. Um, yeah. And I, I remember the first movie I saw him was the one uh, do you remember, do you remember the that one? Film? Yes. Oh, and well, it was so great because it combined like the sci-fi and it just like so many great lines. I'm your law. <laughs> I would be the one. And yeah. I was just like, it was like the fact that in, in that movie, he's playing opposite. He's playing like two versions of himself. And it was like, it had the right amount. And that was like coming on, I think the tail, like the beginning of 2000. So very early. And it just like one of those just great, like, like action films, like again, like, and then, I do remember seeing him in Lethal Weapon Four. I think one of one of the that was his uh, that was his uh, first role. Yeah, uh, in a non-Chinese film uh, as the villain there. And um, yeah, you know, Romeo Must Die. Uh, you have, like I said, because the Dragon Unleashed was a great one. War, uh, the Forbidden Kingdom. That was the one he got to do with Jackie Chan. And also, we get to see him in uh, you know, Mummy, the Mummy Three, the Mummy Three, where he did play the Mummy. Yeah. Uh, not the best sequel in the world, but I mean, still a fun. That was a fun like change up where instead of Egyptian, it was you know more of a Chinese mummy, and the fact that he he kind of could control the elements was kind of yeah. cool that he had these powers. Um, and then of course, uh, you know, going into a, a set of films that have been a lot of fun to watch in terms of, uh, you know, nowadays we have so many movies where we watch these mashups and you're, a lot of talking you know, about that, yeah, the expendable films where we have. This was like, you know, looking at Stallone, who in his own mind, I mean, he has had a lot of these action films where mm-hmm. it's more of the, you know, shoot first, you know, talk later kind of situation. But a lot of the actors in the Expendable movies are these guys from this era of like tough guy action stars. You know, you got Jason Statham, you got uh, uh, Jean Claude. Jean-Claude shows up in one of the films as, as a bad guy. I'm not going to yeah. say the whole name because I'll I know. <laughs> no, you're smart here. I mean, Dolph Lundgren. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis. I mean, you got, you know. Jason you got Statham. Eight, yeah, you got 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s royalty of action stars. And like, mm-hmm. I, when you hear that, it sounds like too good to be true. This sounds like a movie you were going to make up. Like, this is your dream film. And for Stallone to like create this and have this cast of characters, like, this is the... This is the macho fest you've been wanting. <laughs> Wesley Snipes, who, yeah. you know, going in, into thinking of him in the, the Blade series, a lot of that was a great, you know, martial arts and especially sword fighting. So, but Jet Li in the Expendables movie, he actually is pretty funny in those. He gets yeah. a little more of the comedy element. And it also comes down to, you know, you look at just the size of some of these guys, they're so big and Jet Li's so small. So he kind of had like the spunky little guy role, but like, of course, he still kicks butt, and he had a little more humor. Um, now, we, we had these moments where it'd be like, um, Jet Li in his last fighting role ever, and then somehow he continues to do fighting roles. I think it's you know, it's like, of course, as these guys age, they can't do it forever. Uh, you know, bodies give out. You can't fight forever, but it is kind of funny to see that they still kind of continue to do those kind of films, and Looking at a film like, okay, for example, one I actually have always liked, um, Hero. Hero is kind of one of those films in the element of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And you have all these films like that, that it is martial arts, and it's but it's very stylized with this, you know, very slow-mo footage where they can 
they can kind of float around the trees and, and you know it's all these kind of cool sword fights and all those movies are very pretty to watch you know it's, it's pretty good stories and hero was like that as well there was like you know all this great action in it but it's like crazy slow-mo at times or mm, yeah you know like they'd be out i remember the fight in hero where it's out on the water and like they could like you know they'd be like floating above the water then he like touches sword on the water and like he could like jump up in the air again you know the physics don't make any sense it's like ridiculous but there's something yeah. about that it's kind of like a mixing of their 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 heritage in a way mixing of kind of the, the culture with a little, a little bit of fancy element which kind of makes it why it's a little more an exciting take on you know especially these movies that are kind of set more in like a imperial china or like a, an ancient china so yeah i do like those films as well they've always been kind of exciting and he was great in hero no absolutely so i mean again just incredible you know icons um and then we're you know talking about um some you know you mentioned you know briefly uh talking about more other you know icons that you wouldn't at, you know first consider them to be but you think of like the chuck norris the john claude van damme you think of like steven seagal you know mm-hmm. these were these were the the other like kind of pioneers and more of the western western culture that were doing a lot of these films and that was more towards the 80s and 90s um and these were just like incredible the stuff that they were you know doing in these films it's like uh it was it was almost like the martial arts race of like you know who you know who's going to create like the best like icon and it was just that big kind of renaissance of a time i think it was more in the 80s and 90s where that kind of came out and now as we see like in the later you know you know or mid you know two 2020s you know 2010s we're seeing a lot of that kind of resurgence now mm-hmm. and we're like kind of seeing some new icons you know coming on the screen um and i would think maybe not like a pioneer but you know going a little bit and we'll talk about him a little bit more but tell early 2000s look at um you know what the matrix films are you know, talk about you know uh true i mean you look at what well, keanu reeves and what he kind of has done in his film career that you know there was some incredible stuff in those films yeah the matrix trilogy and you know we're excited because we're getting our fourth matrix movie you know by christmas time this year um there was a really you know you know him of course being like I, I know, you know, I know how to fight and I know Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. And it's like, show me. Um, <laughs> but it was really cool that for a film that is so set with this futuristic idea of, you know, like a future apocalypse and this, you know, the machines have taken over and, you know, it has a lot of sci-fi to it. The fact that they went with uh, Kung Fu and like martial arts as a main fighting form, apart from using guns it really plays out as some really fun sequences, especially because, you know, you look at the way they're all dressed. I mean, you have the agents, uh, you know, in those suits with the sunglasses and Keanu and always that like really long kind of black trench coat and like his sunglasses. And just, it always, it was such a visual feast. Those films, they didn't really make a lot of sense because it still blows your mind to think of that being a possibility. But I really did enjoy a lot of the fight scenes in the matrix films because they really were, were exciting. And, it was fun to have an old school fighting style to this more futuristic film. And we've seen that in a lot of films that have kind of combined those elements of keeping the old, you know? And one thing, another talk about another, maybe not pioneer, but we're talking about this little hybrid of filming of, if you you were talking about matrix where it's this combination of, you know, blending different elements. You think about a pioneer, maybe in at least the film industry of creating films, 
Look at Quentin Tarantino, what he's kind of done, especially a lot of the influence of, of Kung Fu culture, martial arts culture in his films, like the Kill Bill as kind of like an homage to that. And, you know, we're talking earlier about, you know, sword fighting, you know, there's the thing of uh, Gung Fu or Gung Kata, where there was the use of weapons of like, you know, have you, do you ever see the movie Equilibrium with Christian Bale? Yes. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, that was probably one of the earlier ones. And of course, going into the John Wick films, we're using these where they're using, you know, handguns and stuff, but they're still like combining that with traditional or modern martial arts, which is like, mm-hmm. it's incredible, like seeing that how the, and we're talking about, that's the, the biggest, I think, amazing takeaway in these films is the choreography that has to go in to make that look so seamless. It's like, how is my brain processing this to make it look oh, yeah. amazing? I mean, that's what is so fun is when you're watching these fights on screen, that the how realistic it looks. And even the more gory movies where like they really show the violence. I mean, yeah, you look at Kill Bill, uh, again, a lot of samurai action, but also just fighting. And uh, even in that era, you know, you have like movies like Charlie's Angels was a big one that had a lot of fighting in it. And then it's just it's amazing how it's really increased over time to really showcase not only the skill and seeing more actors take on the fighting and not just stunt guys, but uh, the way fights are filmed, you know, um, and even like, you know, OK, we mentioned earlier about Star Wars. A lot of the Star Wars movies, of course, we love watching the lightsaber fights. And again, the lightsaber fights are supposed to be based off a, a style of samurai fighting. Well, I have to bring up Ray Park in this because him as Darth Maul still goes down as one of the most incredible fight sequences in any Star Wars movie, let alone any movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was someone that really was a stunt guy that he had you know, trained in many different forms of martial arts. And he's been just such an icon for that. But him with that double lightsaber as Darth Maul, it's just such a thrilling fight. And with the music, of course, John Williams, I mean, it goes down as one of the coolest things ever. Yeah, I mean, so cool. And you got to love Ray Park for that. I mean, there's been other great fighters in the Star Wars movies, but no one like Ray Park. So I had to. No, I mean, he really to, kind of he was a, a big highlight of the prequel films, which we'll talk about in the future. Um, <laughs> but OK, looking also, as we mentioned, the, the video games in this era of the, the 90s. Um, this is when we got our Mortal Kombat movies. We had the Street Fighter movie. Mm-hmm. And it was in that era. I mean, even look at the Super Mario movie. You know, this is an era where movies that were based on video games were not very good. <laughs> no. And, and we can talk about a long track record. There is a bit of track record where very t- typically it's difficult to make a great video game out of a movie or vice versa. And, now, if and you want to know our if you want to know our opinion on the new one, stay tuned Friday. Our review's coming out. Yeah. But um it's just it's so funny to think of that era thinking like, oh, we can cash in on you know the entertainment value of this film franchise, but you know, uh not everything works out that way. But no. a film franchise that you know, before we go on to another commercial break here, you did mention it earlier, and I wanted to bring it up. A film franchise that I think has been successful in not only showcasing a lot about um, karate and and showing kung fu and and but being very funny and funny for all families is the kung fu panda series. Um, they it is such a fun you know it's wonderfully done in terms of animation. It it's both cartoony in style, but I think it really did showcase a lot of good styles of kung fu and using animals and and seeing how like 
there is, you know, a lot of life lessons that go into, it's not always meant to attack first, it's defense, you know? And so there's a lot of good lessons, I think, in those films, as well as being very entertaining, but the fight sequences are a lot of fun in those movies. Oh, I yeah. think it's a blast. And what you can do with animation is incredible. So I think um, you're right. It, it does it does paint it in a little bit more because it's a cartoon. It's much more accessible to, to family to enjoy it. Um, but I think, you know, before we go on commercial break, I think the, the main theme or focus we'll see in a lot of martial arts is it really is more about the defense and about the balance. And there's more philosophy and there's more about the inner peace to a lot of them that you see, but it's all about that strength within, which I think is just very fascinating. You can kind of see kind of transcends a lot of martial arts. Indeed. So we're going to take one more little quick break here. And when we come back, we're talking about more of our current and modern takes on martial arts in the media. In an ancient time, in a faraway land, one warrior will protect them all. Feel the chi. Be the chi. Small in stature, but strong of will. A master of his craft. I have the strength of the seagull, the will of the water buffalo, and the might of the mongoose. Nicholas Cage is Taekwondo. Hi! Take that, Shins. And he's not alone. Featuring Seth Rogen. Look, dude, you know, it's the end of the world, and I need someone who's ready to fight at any given moment. <laughs> I mean, I'm freaking out. I, I don't know what to do. You must punch your fear and kick your anxiety. Only then will you find peace. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ha ha ha. You? You don't know how to fight. I'm embarrassed for you. Clearly, I would defeat you as my enemy. <laughs> you soon will be extinct. Yeah, that's gonna be a Taekwondo from me. And Bill Clinton. Wow, would you look at that? Just incredible. A bird doing all that fighting. That's nuts, man. How do we get him on our side? What grace, what style. A feast for the eyes, and I'm ready for the buffet. <laughs> Can you train me with a side of ass-kicking? You'll soon be getting a degree in butt-kickery. Taekwondo, coming this fall. And we're back. Well, that was uh, that was pretty cool. That was awesome. I don't know what that was. It was so amazing. Uh <laughs> We never know, but um, yeah. So we're we're back again. We're we're been enjoying this topic today, and we enjoy all the topics. What are we kidding? Um, now we we've been kind of hinting at it and talking about you know the future and you know the more of the modern you know hits of martial arts. When I say modern, I'd say I would say probably in the last ten years, ten you know. Um, yeah, I'd say anywhere from you know the two thousand tens and up. Uh, you know, we've never we've never lost. Uh, the art of martial arts in movies and TV. It's still no. very prevalent. Um, and, you know, really a big genre that has kept it going uh, in different formats is, of course, the superhero genre. Um, we look at our, our characters nowadays that are in our, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe to the DCEU. We have uh, 
you know, our TV shows. Um, there's so much uh, animated shows. There's so many formats of superheroes that have really become such a huge staple of our pop culture. And although, yes, some of the films are more, you know, they have powers or they have, you know, weapons and things. There still is a, a huge basis for some characters uh, through martial arts and the kind of hand to hand combat. And some of these sequences are, are really exciting to watch. I mean, again, they've really increased the, the speed that some people fight at and the skill level. And, you know, we just got our first trailer for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is coming out in September. And that is the first, you know, really martial arts superhero yeah. for the MCU, uh, which looks really, really cool. So, you know, there's been so many movies that have used different elements of martial arts in the superhero genre. And it really has been exciting to watch when they can incorporate some more of those styles and not just throwing, you know, a stick at someone. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I think, you know, one element, um, I mean, we talked about earlier, you know, with the Batman, you know, series, I mean, the Nolan universe, I think did a really good job of, you know, Batman begins and throughout those movies of showing um, a style and different styles of kind of martial arts that Batman was really much known for his hand to hand combat. And then a series that came out um, literally of the shadows um, the CW has kind of had a renaissance of, of superhero films. I mean, since uh, shows, you know, since Smallville, but what they did really well was they did the show Arrow and with the great thing about Arrow and it's very, very beginning seasons did so well was, you know, a character that has a bow and arrow. Yeah. You know, how is this going to be cool? Like, you know, but Hey, look what they did with Aquaman. <laughs> so, but what they did great with that as a really good ode to what the Batman films did is it was gritty. It was raw. And the, the hand to hand combat was, was, was done very well. And I think it was really kind of like, Oh, this is really intense. This is not like a cartoony superhero fan. You know, he shoots an arrow and Annette captures a bad guy and he's up against the wall, you know, or it's like, Oh, this is, this is brutal. This is intense. So, and there, there were many seasons where there was, you know, using the bow as kind of like a hand-to-hand weapon or, you know, swords and staffs and then um, doing all that. Again, you know, really incredibly done. And then we've seen, I think, more in like in the other films, like even the Captain, some of the later Captain America movies where he... I was going to say, especially you look at in the Marvel universe, uh, really the, the ones I think about that do more of the, what I would consider like the hand-to-hand combat and more of that kind of martial arts style would be, yeah, Captain America... Um, I think Black Widow, uh, when that comes Black out. Black Widow, we'll Natasha does a lot of that. Uh, Bucky is the Winter Soldier. You know, a lot of that fighting is is very uh, close hand-to-hand. And even, like, you know, looking at uh, elements of when, you know, look at how Thanos took down Hulk in, like, a matter of, like, two minutes. He was doing a lot of great, these little, like, jabs. And, you know, I always love in movies when they, they kind of show, like, people that know how to punch to, you know, uh, immune someone for you know a second in a way you know they, oh, yeah, they, they knock them out you know so they, they can't use their you know their their body or whatever um and even though there's these movies where you know, look at iron man he's got these huge you know his his suit and his weapons there and thor has his hammer and you know even though there's characters like that uh black panther also is is a great example of he he has the suit but he's really that like close-up really epic fighting and, and style wa- warrior yeah yeah so i really love when they use those you know more uh close-up elements and it, it really makes for some great fight scenes and even yeah like, i mean like when we said captain america 
he does use his shield a lot, but there's always times where the shield ends up being thrown away somewhere and then he has to use his hand-to-hand combat. And, and you know, it's, it makes for really fun, exciting uh, fight scenes. And then you look at uh, like Deadpool, right? Deadpool, even though, yes, he uses a lot of his, uh, his guns, which he loves, him having those two swords, uh, you know, and even some of the X-Men films, there's been characters in that that have really utilized more of the close-up. I mean, even like Wolverine, yeah, he has his claws, but there's a lot of that kind of close-hand fighting. Um, and it really just, it's, it pops on screen, you know, and you can tell that they really take these stunts very serious when they do mm-hmm. them. They try to really make it as realistic as possible and it, the more that it, the more that they increase those the more that it really pops on the screen and it's just it makes for a great time um now we mentioned earlier definitely a franchise that has just taken off and uh has really been like a renaissance for keanu reeves he's kind of made his comeback uh as a huge star i mean never was not a huge star but it really kind of you know brought him back to the limelight if you will it has been these John Wick films. They are just some of the coolest choreographed fight scenes you'll see in any movie. And, and it's in brutal too. It's not like just brutal. Like, it's not like a Jackie Chan kind of you know fighting movie. No. It's like you these people are getting the crap kicked out of them. And it's like John Wick is like beaten and bloody. It's like oof. Yeah, I love that it's it's kind of a two-way thing. It's not just it's not that he's some god that he's not some superhero no. superhuman fighter. <laughs> he gets beat up too. Like he definitely takes some knocks and he gets shot. And he's flying off roofs and you know when you think about these films, there's no break. It's literally like all three films up. Like by the third film, you're like, he literally has not rested. Has he gone to the bathroom yeah. once? <laughs> I know. I always think about an action films. It's like, did they eat? Did yeah. they did they sleep? <laughs> like no, you have twenty four hours to get out of the city. Um, I'm like, I need to I need but to yeah. Wow. I mean, and you, you, know, you talked about that style of using weapons in, in this formats. I mean, a lot of these movies incorporate. I think it's only... a little fanciful. It's a, it's a bit fanciful because, I mean, you think mm-hmm. of bullets, they go so quick. It's like you can't anticipate like no one's going to be able to catch a bullet. You know, I don't know no. if they can. But it's it's an interesting like modern take where, you know, we see a lot of the old films, you know, and the origins with the samurai and swords. But and even John Wick, there's a lot. But the use of like the guns, but then that quick like reload and then you know, kicking this guy, punching that guy. It's like, holy moly. Mm-hmm. And then we just had our, our, our new movie, Nobody, which was written by the same guy who wrote the John Wilkes series. And, um, you know, again, a film, a fun action film, but has a lot of these great choreographed scenes where, you know, Bob Odenkirk of all people is kicking butt and yeah, taking names. Like you didn't um, really see that coming. But again, he's not, just some god he he is getting stabbed himself and taking hits and uh you know one of the, i thought it was so funny that's that first kind of major bus fight he's like you know i'm gonna f you up and then he gets punched in the face like twice yeah, so it's not he, like and he gets he gets knocked like out three times multiple like, times thrown yeah. out the bus it's not like he's like automatically kicking butt um but definitely those movies have been really successful with that writer and the stunt team and you know, we know John Wick 4 is in the way. We hope that a Nobody 2 comes along the way because those films are just so much fun to watch. And not a lot of people are doing that kind of heightened style of action film. Um, now, another series that, I mean, it has kind of grown into more of this kind of action with martial arts in it. Although, of course, heavily 
use of cars and things like that is the Fast and the Furious films. Um, you know, it kind of went from more of, oh, we're racing and, and dealing with cars to now like espionage and full on like fighting and like, you know, crazy sequences. But you look at characters like Jason Statham, uh, Vin Diesel, The Rock, oh, yeah. uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who's been in tons of these like action films. A lot of those guys, uh, even like uh, John Cena nowadays, a lot of those guys are are kind of more of our modern kind of action stars that are doing you know, a lot of these crazy movies. I mean, I look at um, when uh, The Rock and Jason Statham did uh, Hobbs and Shaw, and you had uh, Idris Elba in there as well. And some of those scenes were like really cool action sequences with these like, you know, more, you know, Idris Elba was kind of an enhanced human in a way. Yeah. And so again i'm I'm superman i'm superman (laughs) it plays into the fantasy you have to kind of give it in a little bit but to watch those sequences sometimes are a lot of fun as well and they're kind of not exactly martial arts per se but there is the fight scenes in those a lot of the like the epic hand-to-hand combat where the different style it's a variation of you know it's all been inspired by martial arts you think about Mm -hmm. think about the navy seal teams and marines and the things that they have to learn you know there's some like you know, it's it has been inspired. I mean, this the martial arts is you know thousands of years old. That it's it's something that again, look at when we talk about pioneers like Bruce Lee, who kind of created his own style, and people have combined stuff. So, but at the base level, you're absolutely right. There is a bit of that inspiration from martial arts. If it wasn't for all these different martial arts styles, we wouldn't have this kind of fighting. It would just be you know Queensbury. All right, man, put your dukes up. You know, have the the. <laughs> the box the the boxing with your arms like you know really generic oh for sure yeah so you know it's amazing where uh, there's no like true pure fight style and there's so many different amalgamations it's it's amazing and not only just in real life but in in pop culture and in movies and video games it's crazy now have you ever heard of or seen any of the movies starring um i think it's pronounced Tony J, who is a he's a Thai uh, actor who does these awesome action movies. You heard of uh, Ong Bak before? Any of those movies? No, I have not. Okay, so more of a modern uh, actor who um, he was in Furious Seven, so you might have seen him in that. And he's done a few uh, American films, but he he kind of has taken on more of a, a you know more of a new kind of leader in some of these action films. But if you are not, you should really take time to watch, uh, watch the Ombok movies. Uh, mm-hmm. They are like incredible action. And it's, it's a different style uh, fighting style uh, than some of these more, you know, modern movies. Um, and he's, he's, he's really taken on some of these, like uh, there's some fight sequences in those films that are like really exciting. And he, he uses a lot of like, his knees and his elbows it's a lot like that stuff where like he jumps in the air and cut like kind of like um the falcon punch it's like the falcon falcon knee you know from super smash yeah, yeah. uh he oh man he's got some great great stuff in those films so uh definitely recommend uh check out the ombak movies uh those are some good ones oh, i'll add it to the list man now you know we we kind of briefly mentioned you know another famous franchise from you know the the 80s and you know into the early 90s was you know the karate kid mm-hmm. franchise yeah um which you know that's a very famous uh set of movies that of course are based around karate and 
the story of you know this young kid who who's kind of not been given the the best deal in life and he's kind of you know you know thrown around by the bullies and he kind of learns karate and then he kind of you know becomes a master in a way really cool to think that nowadays we've had the kind of updated version of that through tv with cobra kai mm-hmm. um we of course did a review of season three uh back at the early beginning of the year when that came out on netflix but that's been a really fun show to watch um of course not only from the continuation of the story but the actual fights have been epic and i mean you know you know taylor when they have like a fight scene it's not like a little 20 second spat it's like sometimes like a it was half three the episode, it felt like. Yeah, it's like three to five minutes, like fully realized uh, property damage galore fight scenes. I mean, they are epic. Yeah, and people are hospitalized. You know, it's 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 <laughs> it's not. I think that was the thing about we've talked about and these these films. There's a bit of a renaissance, but also you know there is a bit of the comedic element in the the Jet Li and films where people didn't really die. Um, they were just you know really you know I'll oh, walk it off. He's fine. But then in some of these, it's like okay. Um, some of these people aren't going to make it. And it was like the little, little more brutal, but you know, for a little bit more of a family friend, but it is, it is definitely, um, shows a good, you know, gritty element of there's the, the good side. And then the, the kind of scary side of martial arts, how it can be bended into the wrong way used for attack or more of defense and or peace. And I think that show really does a good, um, encapsulation of that. Yeah. It's been a really well done show and, can't wait to see what else happens on yeah, Cobra Kai in the oh, future. So, but so many good things to come for sure. Honestly, Taylor, you really look at, we've had so many different versions of fighting in, in a lot of movies. And it really has, has really all stemmed from those, those main, you know, types of martial arts. And as something I think we're never going to, you know, not see in the future of films, TV shows, and video games. I mean, um, they, they've, lasted the test of time honestly because they they still have a lot of that um those kind of rules of of being a respected warrior and having you know not not doing you know not fighting dirty and like there's something about you know being skilled and having the you know doing your doing your your time to really study these craft and so i think something that is just exciting to watch on screen is when we see we see these epic fight scenes and you think wow that person's so skilled but it doesn't mean that they just out of nowhere knew how to fight. It took years of training. And, yeah, you know. and there's something about that. It's that takes discipline for a lot of these things. Mm, the it's discipline. Yeah. And I think that's why people revere and respect it because it's not something that you can just, you know, YouTube or no. read a book and learn. Uh, it's something that you have to master and then you have to have respect for the art of it and for yourself and for your teacher. So there is also a bit of that bonding and brotherhood because it's not like, Oh, someone's teaching you boxing to, knock someone's lights out it's a totally different thing and i think that's why in pop culture we as audiences will continue to go back in the theaters or continue to turn on our televisions play these games because there's something about that in the way we perceive martial arts and what it represents is just will continue to keep us captivated captain will continue to keep us captivated uh and engrossed into to what it is and honestly, I just got to give a, a big hands, hand, you know, round of applause, if you will, to all the stunt men and women out there, because really uh, they they do such incredible work uh, and they're not really 
as applauded as they should be. I mean, you know, no, we go see a movie and, you know, we see all the close up shots sometimes of, you know, our actor or actress who's, you know, paid buco bucks, but uh, definitely the recognition needs to go through the stunt actors and actresses because they, they do such incredible work and, you know, they, they risk their bodies to really sometimes perform such epic things that it's just, you know, it's incredible. And I do like that, you know, more and more nowadays, actors or actresses who do take on an action role, they really have to spend months to years training for that mm-hmm. film. You know, it's not like they just show up and go, do the close-up shot. No, I mean, you look at someone even like as crazy as Tom Cruise is, I mean, the man is very proud and he physically stays fit to do his own stunts and he he chooses to do that. And there's a lot more actors and actresses that are following that suit. Uh, you know, Keanu Reeves is another one that we've watched. You can watch training videos him actually going on shooting range and he's, he does the work. So I applaud that more people are, are wanting to really keep up with that craft through the films and TV shows, but excited to see what comes in the future for martial arts and media. Uh, and as we said, stay tuned for this week. We'll have our Mortal Kombat review for the new film this Friday. So uh, until next time, thank you. Namaste. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email the Potential Podcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.